Hello. Hi. Coming to you through the electrical impulses of the internet, it's F That Noise. Featuring Mike Burdick, Keith Reeves, Jamie Klein, Pete Melia, and Steve Taylor. Welcome to the program, ladies and gents. This is, like I said, episode 25, and we're going to talk about comic books and comic book movies. We have a special guest joining us in a bit. But first off, if you have uh, not ever seen one of our episodes, uh, you should tune into Facebook Live every Monday night at 9 p.m. Around that, we're a little late tonight with some tech issues, but we got them all figured out. Joining me uh, clockwise from the upper left corner is Mike Burdick. Ah! I'm going to skip the middle right now. Steve Taylor. Hi, fucker. Jamie Klein. I actually like Superman 3. And Pete Melia. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. And then up top center is our special guest, Evan Coy, old and dear friend, and also the owner Howdy. of the comic shop in Oswego, New York. Welcome to the program, Evan. Hey, Evan. Hey, Keith. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Aha. All right, before we get into it, we always go with a drive of the week. If you don't know what a drive is, a drive is a line from a movie or a TV show said with exceptional velocity and volume. And this segment belongs to James Klein. All right, ladies and dickheads, we have for you um, (laughs) one of my all-time favorites as a kid. It's not the best of the superhero movies, but it's up there for me. It is Superman 2. This is the second installment of the Superman franchise. Um, what we have here is a scene where Gene Hackman, portraying Lex Luthor, is, finds out that he is in Superman's home, and man, he really loves Superman's home. <laughs> he likes it. This test locker. North! 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 Yes, Lex. North. Peter North? Peter North? <laughs> uh, North. North, I missed oh, Over the shoulder. Fortress of Solitude is all about. It's fantastic! <laughs> oh. <laughs> he, he drives it and he smacks her. Oh, really? It's fantastic! <laughs> did you did you notice that? I never noticed that. Never noticed that he belts her. <laughs> I wonder if that was like a blooper in the actual movie or if he Miss, like I can't believe he took Miss Tessmacher out. She had it coming. <laughs> Holy shit. I bet she you, got an elbow and everything. Wow. I bet you she's oh, that, nails her. I bet you she's How many times have you seen this movie and that's the first time you noticed that? Oh my god, I've seen the shit. Way too many times. Movie. I never noticed that. I, I never she, did either. Well, that's crazy. I, I was she, just too impressed by the drive. I bet you she would not shut up that whole snowmobile ride up north. Yeah, that's right. Well, she can go to the bathroom for two days. <laughs> right, yeah, supposedly. That was the Drive of the Week brought to you by Trashman Media. For all the latest Blu-ray and DVD reviews, including videos and interviews, check out Trashman Media at www.trashmanmedia.com, as well as on Twitter and Facebook. And don't forget to check out www.bizarrabiss.com for your latest news and no bullshit. All right, and don't go to, don't, don't go to F that noise doc. F that noise pod.com slash swag and get some of you see these the fellows wearing their oh, sweatshirts yeah. and their right. shirts. Super right comfortable. Here. I got Support. my that frig shirt right here. Support the cause. 
All right, so Evan, we've kept you here long enough in the in the corner, like a good little boy. Sure, sure. Nobody puts Evan in the corner. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so tell us the story. How did you come about to be the owner of the comic shop in Oswego? You know, before we start, I actually am curious. The, the person who did the drive right there, could you pronounce Lex Luthor's name again? Oh, Lex Luthor. You you put some stank on it. I like that. That was good. <laughs> um, so I. <laughs> I uh, was working in the city of Oswego, uh, actually right across the street. We're, we're building a, a convenience store, basically, and I was doing some work for a company um, building new stores. And I happened to find out that one of the stores we were building was right across the street from a comic book shop. And I grew up in comics. Uh, being a kid in the late 80s, early 90s, there was a big comic book boom. And as a 10-year-old kid, that really stuck with me into my adult life. And uh, so I was excited about that, that we had this project. We we're building this store, and it's right across the street from a comic book shop. So I used to just come over and pester the manager and pester the owner and uh, crack a couple jokes with them, bought a couple books from them. And a few months went by, and the owner um, got in touch with me via text message and said she was looking to retire. She had, or actually, she, yeah, she was looking to retire. She had owned the business for 27 years. And I uh, was just looking to get out of it at that point in time. And she reached out to me stating, if there's anything you'd like to buy, basically. And I said, well, I, I'm coming into town tomorrow. I'd like to talk to you. And I kind of just said, hey, what would it take to get you out of this whole operation? I'm kind of looking to make a career change. And uh, the price was right. Uh, the timing was wrong. It's uh, It's been a great time about to buy a small business. I, I literally signed all the paperwork about two weeks before the governor shut down all non-essential oh, businesses. Oh, man. Um, so the timing was was tremendous. But, uh, you know, we've been making a go of it. Uh, we've been working on building an online store and, uh, you know, just trying to reach out to the community. The previous owner built a tremendous amount of equity and goodwill within this community. There's a ton of nerds out there, and they really love this place. And when they heard that this shop was potentially going away, uh, it really stirred up the community. And they've, they've been backing me, and they've been supporting me throughout this whole ordeal. And, uh, been very grateful it's been a very interesting couple of months to say the least all right that was going to be my follow-up question is like how so how have you tried to shift your business to survive in the time of covid um so there really was no online presence for this store um there was a facebook page and there's certainly customer interaction but uh there was no e-commerce platform or anything like that so as soon as we got the word that we had to shut down it was all systems go to kind of develop an e-commerce platform. And I, I can I can tell you I've had I've had multiple Zoom conferences with the post post office. It's a it's a hoot and a half uh, trying to figure out how to make all this stuff work. But uh, it's it's been yeah working to kind of see what we could do for the customers. If it's curbside pickup, home delivery, all of the distributors have kind of shut down. They've they've basically just reopened within the past week. I've got my first couple packages of new stuff literally today. Uh, so it's, it's, it's been creating this e-commerce platform. It's been engaging people on social media, trying to find different content for them. We've been doing different gaming things online, streaming Dungeons and Dragons, streaming Magic the Gathering, um, like just different things to kind of, again, keep people engaged, have some fun, provide some free content. And then hopefully when things open back up, they want to come back to the shop and support us. All right, let's try that. Okay. Now we're, we're, we're all right. So oh, ha having a little bit of, uh, difficulties here on the audio end. Um, no, we're but not. I know, I know. No, no, oh, we're I, good. Sounded good on my end. Well, no, yeah. no, no, Evan sounded good. It was the recording part that uh, was uh, giving us troubles. But go ahead, right, let's try that. Yeah, okay, take now two. We're, we're, we're back to that? normal here. No, no, it's all good. Um, we, yeah. Keep rolling back. Keep rolling yeah. back. So, oh, 
not just the <laughs> shops though. Comic book publishers though, they've they've stopped pretty much everything, right? As far as new editions, new new episodes. So, uh, publishers, yes, have have stopped producing. Like the big publishers, the Marvels and the DCs that you guys would know, have have stopped basically paying creators for a period of time. Um, there are still creators that are making books. But the big thing is the distribution chain has shut down. And there's really like a monopoly on the distribution of a lot of these comics. And uh, as such, when they announced they were shut down, DC Comics, which is owned by AT&T, Time Warner, basically went to a couple different distributors after several weeks saying, hey, we can't afford to just sit here and not get these books to the people that, you know, where businesses are still functioning, where these certain states or certain places are still open. So that put a little bit of pressure on the main distributor. It's just been a very weird game of of where can you get your crap from, and uh, it's it's a lot of phone calls to a lot of different you know direct to publishers, skipping over distributors, dealing with different distributors. But I do feel like in the past several days into this week, we've kind of we're getting closer to a normal. We're inching closer to a normal, so that's good. Yeah, that's cool. Good. Um, there's a there's a bookstore that my my friend owns here in Jersey and. Uh, one way that he's trying to counter is by providing some sort of like home delivery service. You ever look into anything like that or consider anything like that? Yeah, we've been doing local home delivery for people within a 15 mile radius, I think. I'm not quite sure what it is, um, but I've been doing a lot of home delivery. We've been doing a lot of curbside pickup. Again, you, you can order things off of the website. We'll find a way to get it to you. Um, it's just the, the difficulties of bringing new product in, which is which has kind of stifled us a little bit because people are looking for the new books. They're looking for the new games that are coming out. Mm-hmm. And since those chains have kind of shut down, it kind of limits your inventory and what you have. But uh, yeah, we, you know, we've, we've been exploring a lot of different options and we've been making a go of it. You know, even if it's $100 here and $100 there, it's better than $0. Like I feel bad for the barbershops that are shut down. Like you can't sell a haircut online. But at least I can package up some of my stuff and sell it online and, and figure mm. out a way to get it to you, whether it's local or whether it's uh, – we actually had a customer for, from Middle Fart Denmark order a product off of us the other day. Yes, <laughs> Middle Fart Denmark is a real – not Upper Fart, not Lower Fart, but Middle Fart Denmark is actually a real place. So I was very excited yeah, about this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to come up with a uh, a, a wet middle fart joke, but uh, it just wasn't coming to yeah. mind here. No. Uh, I knew Queef Netherlands, but I didn't know Middle Fart. <laughs> That's oh, the sister yeah. city. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, oh, it's, sister city. Gotcha, it's gotcha. right. It's right underneath there. Right up there with Dildo <laughs> Newfoundland. So. That's my favorite. That's a, that's actually Shoot a real, Bruno. That's actually a real town. Oh, <laughs> um, so Evan. Comic books. What was the what what was the the comic or the character that you remember getting you into it when you were a kid? What was the what was the the entry point? Um, I remember being I remember being sick in second grade, and my dad brought home a Star Trek comic book. That's right. I'm not a I'm not a Star Trek fan at all. I hate to disappoint you, Um, but it just it it blew my mind. I was like, this is this is the coolest thing an eight year old had ever seen. And uh, I remember then later that summer we went on a trip to Washington D.C. with my family. And my mom allowed me to buy a couple comic books for the car ride to Washington, D.C. And I got a couple issues of Spider-Man. And I was just, Spider-Man was, was my guy. Nice. Now, question. I, I was a lot like you where I grew up in the 80s and 90s just going to comic book stores all the time and collecting comic books. There's a couple here in Webster that I used to visit all the time. Yep, but I too. know that lately they're just, you don't, you don't see very many shops. I know that the, the industry itself is, 
is nowhere near like it used to be kind of the same as like trading cards and, and uh, baseball cards and whatnot. So what made you, even before the whole thing, you were kind of taking a chance getting into this industry. What made you really want to just take that leap? You know, you, you are taking a chance getting into an industry like this. Um, like there's actually a huge baseball card industry, but it's not aimed towards kids anymore. It's aimed towards adults mm -hmm. who are spending, you know, $600 on a box of cards and hoping they get a Zion Williamson that they can pull out, that they can flip on eBay for $10,000. Like there's ridiculous amounts of money that are in the baseball or collectible card industry. Mm -hmm. And I think with comics, it's, it's not quite that, that gambler. I th feel like there's a gambler mentality with a lot of sports cards. Actually with comics, it's not quite that it's the collectability of things. Mm -hmm. um, and, and about a decade ago, there was the, the cry that the comic shop was dead, that everything was going to switch to digital much as how magazines have switched to digital and things like that. And there wouldn't be an industry that would be able to support it. But, but there is, there are people that still come out that want the medium, mm -hmm. just like there are bookstores. People <clears throat> want to go to a bookstore and physically hold a book in their hands. There are people that are going to use their Kindle. They're actually nobody uses a kindle anymore right uh you know people that are like have an ipad or whatever where they may be reading a book but uh you know people want to physically hold these things and then there's a collector mentality on top of that where people fall in love with these characters and they want to read the stories and they want to they want to hold the physical books in their hand it's a much tougher sell i think nowadays with all the different media options that are available uh specifically like video games and things like that the rise of mm -hmm. that industry in the past 20 years or so but uh there's still a big population of people that are out there that are reading comics. And if anything, it's a lot of people who are our age who are bringing their kids, their seven or eight year old kid to the store and mom or dad is geeking out on something. And the kid goes and sits in the corner and looks at through the kid's stuff and they're grabbing something that maybe mom and dad aren't into, but again, vibes on that same comic wavelength. So there's, there's it's, and I think in, in general, the nerd culture has become more acceptable over the years it used to be kind of there was a stigma attached to being into this stuff well now marvel oh, movies are like the biggest thing going so like yeah. you can be a marvel fan and there's no stigma attached to that mm -hmm. no i can see what you mean i tried to read a graphic novel on uh my tablet not too long ago and i just couldn't do it it's not the same like i can read a book on my phone or my tablet but i cannot do the comic book i tried it just doesn't feel the same yeah i have a couple digital comics that i've purchased over the years and i have a couple digital books that i've read on my 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 tablet my ipad as well um i could go back and forth i guess but i prefer to hold a real book i prefer to hold a real comic for the most part yeah i'm with you i agree so when it comes to comic books translating to movies though obviously there's the spectrum of the really good and the really bad um what's your favorite comic book movie I, I was thinking about this a lot, and I, I feel like we're all very nostalgic for 90s basketball with The Last Dance coming to an end on ESPN yesterday, which which reminded me of a really great late 90s superhero gem that starred another basketball icon. Um, and that, of course, is the was the best Shaquille O'Neal vehicle ever, surpassing even Blue oh, Chips. Don't tell me which Steel. Was, which was 1997 Steel. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> I've never seen that. I never saw it. I mean, it's it's it has the entertainment value of watching a 90 minute montage of Shaq shooting free throws. It's 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 abysmal. Um, oh my God. But it, it 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 could be worse. Shaq does not rap in the movie, um, so that is that is a plus. That's true. Uh, any 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 positive, any silver lining, will will take. No, no. Um, it's it's an awful movie. Uh, it, 
but I also <laughs> think that in today's day and age, it, it used to be, I felt like we we're talking about could what makes a good superhero movie versus a bad superhero movie. And really there's, there's no excuse in today's day and age with the technology, with the special effects. Uh, the cool thing about comics used to be that somebody could draw these totally unimaginable scenes and there was very low production or cost for that production. Whereas if you tried to translate these big galactic soap operas to the, the big screen, it just couldn't be done. I mean, yes, of course, there were Star Wars and things like that. But for the most part, a lot of these things look kind of cheesy and stupid. Now there's the technology to make these beautiful, grandiose movies. And there's a ton of great stories that are out there. And again, I, I, I don't think that the character makes the story anymore. It's, it's the who's producing the film, who's acting in the film, who's writing the film. Where is that material coming from? That uh, It's just like any other movie. You're going to have some good ones. and You're going to have some that are dogs. But uh, I think that with the movie magic that we have today, you can take any, any hero movie or any superhero movie and make mm. it enjoyable and fun mm. and believable yeah. or makes you make you suspend your belief rather. Yeah. Michael Keaton or Christian Bale. <clears throat> I, <sighs> or Adam I'm, I'm going to go with Christian Bale. <laughs> I'm going to go Christian Bale. Uh, I think Michael Keaton was a great Batman. I, honestly, if I had to pick my favorite superhero movie, it would probably be The Dark Knight. Uh, I don't watch a ton of movies over and over again, but I can watch The Dark Knight yeah. a couple times a year, three or four times a year, and it's still just as good. Heath Ledger's performance, obviously, but beyond that, like Michael Caine, who plays uh, Alfred, like great performance. Gary Oldman, who plays uh, Detective Gordon, like great. Everything about that movie just launched what I believe to be the kind of modern superhero example of what a, a, a superhero movie should be. And I think that Marvel was almost able to capitalize on that more, kind of taking the lighter moments of that, whereas DC has tried to go down this darker path of even the new mm -hmm. Batman movie they're talking about is, oh, it's going to be darker, more brooding, and things like that. Ah, does that make a good movie? I, I don't know. Again, I think it comes back to who's writing it, who's producing it, and who's acting in it. I was surprised to See, hear I, that, I, that, I that the new Batman, Batman being dark is good but superman you can't have dark like that that's why i didn't like the man of steel it's yeah it's, exactly superman's got to be a positive kind of rosy character yeah i was surprised to hear when they said that this batman movie was going to be darker than anything we've seen or whatever because dc took took the loss on a lot of those movies in this last generation because it was so dark and definitely definitely yeah but it, what they took a loss on wasn't necessarily the batman character though like the man of steel batman versus superman it, it was just <laughs> the storylines were just kind of garbled and all over the map mm -hmm. and i think that was the big problem is that it was just kind of it was dark and it was just not like even dark movies so, like the the nolan trilogy you know those are very dark and they are excellent movies because it's just the batman character once you bring in other characters that cannot be in that type of environment, it, it just changes it too much. So, But that was one thing I was really impressed with the Avengers, is that it seemed to balance all of the characters somewhat. It was pretty much Iron Man, Captain America-centered, in my opinion. Mm. But it seemed to, like, I mean, like, I never, like, growing up, I didn't know who the hell the Scarlet Witch was until these movies came out. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and they made her kind of a, a central figure, especially at the end there. Well, Marvel does so well, and this is my favorite comic book movie is Captain America: The Winter Soldier, and the reason is it's a great spy movie on top of being a comic comic book movie, and it's got a lot of serious tones, but they're able to fit just enough humor to lighten it up without making it dumb, kind of like you know the beginning of Last Jedi. But I'm just saying, don't bring that up. Um, what? <laughs> Ooh. Um, well, Steve does have a point. The beginning of Last Jedi does have some dumb shit. In well, it. yeah, it's of like it, it's kind of like the middle and end of Last Jedi. But we're not going to turn yeah. this into another Hack Ryan Johnson episode. That's Can true. we? Can we? <laughs> no. Hey, you guys like Knives Out? Same director, same players, no. same players, All right. same players, same See, players. Evan, this is what I was telling you about the tangents. Yeah, we absolutely yeah. have enough. Um, with the. With the Black Widow movie that was supposed to come out uh, this summer, and they've pushed that back. That was, again, supposed to be kind of a spy thriller type movie that we, you know, you kind of know what happens to the character already, mm. but um, they're able to, yeah, bring in those superhero tropes and things like that, and I feel like it's a, it's an easy... That movie was a very easy win, and I'm sure it'll still be a great movie when it's all said, but yeah, it's going to have that similar um, spy thriller type vibe to it. But kind of going along with what you said with The Dark Knight, and it's it's those type of movies that you don't have to be a comic book fan to enjoy them. Mm-hmm. Yes, they're not they're not like like some of the Marvel ones can get like super nerdy. That I, I've talked to people who are not big comic book fans, they're like, yeah, it was a little too goofy. But then you get these ones that are a little more grounded and have an actual storyline that follows along a narrative separate from most comic books. It's, it's definitely something that brings people in from all over. Mm-hmm. Well, something about Christopher Nolan also is like that, that guy can't make a bad movie. No. It's like impossible for that guy to make anything that sucks. Yep. Yeah, that's true. I, yeah, I wasn't that interested in inception, but, um, Oh, inception's King. It is. I love inception. Interstellar. Love I'm kind of iffy on, but yeah, I interstellar. That, wasn't a fan of either. Interstellar is my least favorite, but I still think it's great until the, the last I, 30 years. I think that Nolan's big uh, talent for in the, you know, where the modern DC movies have failed is that he can take these, he can take these characters and give them a realistic spin that yes. allows it to transfer from the comic book to the movie so well. It's like, uh, like Catwoman, you know, she's not walking around with cat ears. She's got like something for her bank robbery jobs that she flips up and, and you know that's where the years come from. So it's a little, little more realistic based anyway. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a that's a great example of like the Catwoman with Holly Berry. That's a terrible movie. Oh but, my god! Yeah. You know, Christopher Nolan, Christopher Nolan was able to take that same character and make it interesting and, and mm. yeah, you know, grounded in reality, where right. you can buy who, what the character is and what she's doing. Well, yeah. like you were saying about Michael Caine as Alfred, they put they gave more depth to Alfred than any other Batman movie ever. Or, or yeah, they did. They centered more on. Alfred in those. I mean, the, that's the, why I'm excited about this new one with Andy Serkis as Alfred. I think he's going to do great. I love that guy. Yeah. Yeah. So Evan, yeah. What's, what are you? What's what's upcoming? Uh, are you excited for any of the stuff like the Disney Plus was going to do with the, some of the TV series, like the episodic uh, shows or anything like that? Um. You know, I haven't been paying too much attention to it. I know that there's a uh, the the Falcon and. Um, the Winter Soldier. War Machine. Yeah, uh, Winter Soldier, yeah. Uh, I, I feel like they, they can't lose this stuff uh, for the most part, uh, until until proven otherwise, I guess. <clears throat> there's there's a big, you know, one of the next big Marvel movies is going to be The Eternals, and I, mm. I 
question that that they're going very obscure with with their characters but you know guardians of the galaxy was a big hit and nobody knew who they were so i i, mm-hmm. I, I think with the episodic stuff they're obviously they're spending a ton of money i think they're spending like 25 or 30 million dollars on an episode for a lot of that stuff which is crazy uh, and it could even be more than that to be honest what uh but uh, what, uh they'll be um, fine they got go ahead sorry no, I mean, it's, it's Disney behind the whole thing. Um, they're not going to lose money. They'll make some entertaining product. They always do. How would you bring... Uh, which version do you like about uh, bringing Tony Stark back? Like, they they have all these theories on how they bring him back, even though the character's dead. Have you heard any of these? Do you like any of them? I, I If you want to share them with me, I haven't heard many of them. Well, one, one for example, was they have a... a a guy that a character that comes through a ca- the name escapes me, but he comes in and corrects timelines, and uh, and so they were gonna. They, there was some talk about making um, Robert Downey Jr. that character and have him come back, and everybody he looks like Iron Man, but it's a different character altogether. I would hate that. I think I think that sounds dumb. Yeah. I I I think <laughs> you don't you don't need iron man at this point he can still be referenced in in, in the the mythos but like there's a million other characters that are out there and to just repurpose somebody else as that same as a, as a shadow or an imitation of that same character i i don't think is necessary so is a comic book you know i say like maybe experts i don't know strong or what but would you say that the the marvel's phasing into these new characters they're not going to lose very much by switching ra- away from a Robert Downey Jr. or a Chris Evans, or do you think that uh, do you think they will lose a step? I, I think that there are other characters that could step to the forefront, and eventually, like just like every cinematic universe, they'll eventually just reboot it. You know, we've rebooted Spider-Man how many times? Um, but I think oh. on the shorter term, for like the Marvel, for the Marvel, whatever they're calling it, Phase Four of movies. Um, which I believe is different than the COVID uh, return to business phase four, but uh, it, <laughs> like you, you can still you can still expand upon notable characters that are easy sells that you can you can expand the toy lines you can expand the product lines. Um, I and Iron Man is still there. Iron Man hasn't gone away. You can still reference Iron Man all you want and have as many callbacks to Iron Man as you want. But I I don't think you need to continue to have the world revolve around. Iron Man or Captain America. Oh, cool. uh, for as big for as for as big as those characters are, there's there's plenty of other big characters that are still out there. All right, Evan, I want to be respectful of your time. Tell everybody where they can find you. Uh, we're we're on Facebook, uh, Oswego Comic Shop. I don't even know what our, our link is to be honest. And then OswegoComicShop.com uh, is where we have our web store. Um, you can find all the the funny stuff we sell on there. Um, different comics, games, toys, uh, all sorts of good stuff. Now, Evan, real quick, did you say you sell board games? We do. Tell me about Actually, that, because I, got... I love old-school board games. Um, so what's what's an old-school board game to you? I'm not... Oh, like like the Mr. Uh, well, welcome Back, Cotter, the board game is king. Do <laughs> <laughs> oh, you ever play that thing? That <laughs> you, you sell that game? Do you sell Welcome Back, Carter? Mork Wait, and you Mindy... You know, I just put in an order for Welcome Back, Cotter, the board game, but it's on back order, so it may be a couple more weeks until it shows up. But uh, we deal That's with awesome. we deal with a couple we deal with a couple different companies. Um, anything from we have some Hasbro stuff to the real nerdy board game uh, House on Haunted Hill. Uh, I'm looking at my stuff over here right now. I don't know, I'm drawing a blank. You know, we different companies, Asmodee Games, uh, uh, Renegade Games. We love them. 
Um, there's a kind of a crossover between people who play board games and people who are into comic books. And I think it comes back to, again, that there's a video gamer and then there's a person who wants to hold the physical game and roll a set of dice and move their character on a board and compete against other people at a table, sharing it with somebody and having that sense of community. So we, we, we have a decent gaming section here as well. We're actually expanding into the back before all this happened in the, in the two weeks that the world was normal while I owned this place. Yeah. We were working on building a, <laughs> a, a bigger gaming section in the back, which is kind of on hold for now, but uh, eventually we'll, we'll have some nice tables and chairs and a nice place where again, if you want to sit down and play a board game with somebody, uh, we'll be able to provide that. Awesome. Nice. All right. Thanks for coming on the show, Evan. And uh, once we get back to normal and there's some uh, stuff to talk about, let's, let's do this again. Yeah, Keith, thanks so much for inviting me, guys. It was, it was a pleasure. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thanks, thanks for Evan. Coming. Thanks, Evan. Take care, Take care guys. See you. <clears throat> All right, Evan Coy from the Oswego Comic Shop in Oswego, New York. Um, so what I was uh, thinking about is that I wanted us to, like, and I didn't, I apologize for um, not asking this earlier, but, like, or, like, not getting you guys to, like, provide the material. But if you had to rank your top five awful comic book movies, what would they be? Oh, the, the worst five? Yeah, the worst you, you five. put us on the spot! I know. So, like, I think, like, like the bad one would be, like, that jumps to mind is, is Man of Steel. That was awful. Do we, do we, cancel, do we cancel out the... Some of the B movies. Do we go to like the ones people know and rank those? Well, I'll say the, yeah, ones, like, the ones that were exactly so- like Mike. Like, yeah, I want to elaborate on Mike's point. Like, do you say like Roger Corman's Fantastic Four movie that never really got released, or Japanese Spider-Man? Or- no, no, the ones that were supposed to be blockbusters but sucked. Turkish Tim Howard. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> Superman Four: The Quest for Peace mm, is my number awful. one. Then no, a baby soft spot for Superman four. Oh, that's so bad. oh, oh Jamie, that. come on! It's it's awful, but um, see overboard. There's part of it. Uncle Lex. Oh my god! What is Superman four? Is that him going on a bender? <laughs> no, that's, that's like Superman the, three. That's the electric, the electric bad guy, oh, and Lex's back. Lex Luthor creates him oh, okay. from the uh, sun. Superman takes oh, all the God. nuclear weapons and throws them into space. That's right. Superman for yeah. the quest for peace. Too far from the original, yeah. There's some kind of weird love story going on, and like oh, even yeah, weirder yeah. than. That's why I barely remember it. Remember, you find out the kiss that he gave her in Superman Two never took effect, so she knew he was Superman the entire time. It's like oh, what? He's like, yeah. yeah. You know, so it's like so that bad. was the, that was obvious. That was honestly the first one that came to my mind too. So I'm famous for it, my. It's shitty. I just I've seen worse. I'm famous <laughs> for my low bar when it comes to movies. Like I like I like a lot of things that a lot of people don't like, but that was one movie where I think it was what twelve or thirteen, maybe or when it was it was eleven when it came out. I don't know. I was sitting in the movie theater with my brother and my mother, and I remember it was the first movie that I remember sitting in the theater going, "This sucks." Which was Superman Four. Quest for Peace. <laughs> Let me tell you, if you know when you know the story of how those movies were made, the fact that it took four movies to get to Quest for Peace is really amazing. You know, whether it's firing, you know, Richard Donner or or whatever, it's just the fact that it took four movies to get to that crap. Well, it's just it's, it's stunning. It's because the the rights went to Canon, so Canon took oh, yeah. over Warner Brothers. 
And so Canon cut the budget so bad and took everything out that it was it turned into like a shell, like a total piece of shit. Oh, so bad. Yeah. You know, there is one good scene, I thought, in Superman. I think it's Superman 4. Is that opening scene in the city was pretty good. I don't even remember. All that slapstick shit's happening. Is that's kind of Superman funny. three. That's oh, three. Is it three. Oh. Yeah, yeah I, I was gonna say that. That no, that sounds yeah. That's that Superman was kind of good though. But yeah. So, <laughs> Superman four, Howard the Duck, <laughs> Howard both the... of the Batman movies that were made after Keaton. So it was a Batman Forever, Batman the and original Robin. trilogy. Yeah. The Schumacher and Batman. then um, the oh. Schumacher. Yeah, both of those. And then uh, the fifth one for me would be Hulk, the one Ang Lee made. Right. The first one. And Man of Steel, that's got to be in there. I agree with Keith. Yeah, Man of Steel is. I don't want to take a big shit on that movie. I think it's horrible. Man of Steel is probably one of the worst superhero movies I've ever seen. Oh, it's I, so bad. I'm with you guys on that. Man of Steel is right up there. That's that's probably my least favorite. That thing honestly, I was honestly, so, that was such a big disappointment. That movie. Yeah. That's honestly, the thing is, it's the most disappointing. With yeah. The exception of maybe Wonder Woman, I think they all suck in the modern universe in DC. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I, I, just don't, I don't have anything. I, I just watched the Harley match. Quinn movie, and that thing was terrible. Oh my god! Why would you put yourself through that? I couldn't. I couldn't get through Suicide Squad. I couldn't get through. Uh, I was get through most of them. I was pissed that Suicide Squad sucked so bad because the concept is really interesting. Yeah, and I think that she's a great Harley Quinn. I just no, just no movies are good. It just sucked. Uh, well, well, that movie isn't, isn't Joker part of the DC world. Technically, yes, but. The jo- the Joker, the new movie is. I mean, a lot of people are saying, but it's not. It's apparently not a an origin story. Like it was. It was uh, apparently, from what I have heard, there's strong speculation that the whole thing is is just his, you know, flashback in the insane asylum, hmm. which is what that last shot's about, and that right. and that he somehow inspires the real Joker, who will come later when Batman's there. That's all uh, weird. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's weird. Well, I would, I would put the that Joker movie in my top five, but yeah, we're going, no. we're talking shitty movies and um, yeah, bad movies. Yeah, Howard, Howard the Duck is definitely that's right up there. I real and I'm gonna get some flack on this. I absolutely hated Spider-Man: Homecoming. I thought that was crap. Oh, really? Wrong. I couldn't stand it. It was a, it was a, it was a stupid comedy. I couldn't, couldn't did not like it at all. But Spider-Man. <laughs> Spider-Man they, is kind of campy. They they can't make a good Spider-Man movie. It's like impossible. Uh, oh no! I thought they're all crap. I love Tom Holland as, Spy- as Spider-Man. You Not didn't like the you didn't like anything about you didn't like anything about the the, the Spider-Man movie with uh, William Dafoe and no, couldn't no? stand it. The Sam Raimi ones? No, I hate oh I hated that Dude. fucking costume or the sequel the, the sequel. Oh, Spider-Man two I hated also. Couldn't stand it. <laughs> I saw that at the drive-in, I remember, and I just, I was like, oh, God, this sucks. What I never understood about that first Spider-Man is Defoe has the face for the Green Goblin if you just put a mask on him, and they put that weird fucking Helmet metal on. suit. Right. Did they have it the technology to really do it, or? No, I mean, all they had to do was I'm put, sure. like, literally, if they put a skin-tight mask on his face, he would have looked like the Green Goblin from the fucking comic books. Like, they found the guy with the right bone structure for the character, and then they put a fucking metal mask on him. So, Steve, does that go? Is that true to the comic books that the, the Green Goblin was involved with developing weapons for the for the military and then went nuts? No, yeah, so I didn't think so. What was you it? know they changed 
What was the original origin story of the Green Green? He was just a fucking goddamn rich guy that went nuts. I'm just, I'm laughing because I thought I saw Keith's mom is listening to this. She was. She, she watched for a little Steve bit. Steve just dropped at least ten f bombs. I'm like, oh my. <laughs> I've already warned everyone that listens that swearing goes on, so just fucking get used to it. <laughs> oh, I warned you. Apparently, Jamie is incorrect about homecoming. Comment in the in the well, Facebook chat. Yes. So what? Um. I think you have to put on there, even though I enjoy watching them just because they're train wrecks, the Nicolas Cage Ghost Rider movies. Oh, I've never oh. seen them. Oh, my oh, God. Me either. They're I'm so bad. but just, That was hard is, to get through, too. He is over-the-top Nicolas Cage to the extreme, so they're fun to watch for that. But they're so bad. I am disappointed Superman. we never got to see Nicolas Cage as Superman with Tim Burton. Oh uh, yeah, I will admit that. That documentary yeah, is fucking that, that awesome. Bad. I think that would have been by Kevin Smith at one point. It would have been yeah. weird as fuck. But yeah, yeah I think yeah, that would have been. Nasty. Listening to Kevin Smith talk about writing the script and how the original <laughs> director wanted it to be like a big spider and yeah, is fucking insane. Yeah. Then he really then he ended up putting in Wild Wild West. Yeah, putting in Wild Wild West. <laughs> Wait, you know what? That, no, that Superman Returns movie is pretty much garbage too. If you look, oh, other than like, a I love Superman Returns with Brandon Routh. Yep, yeah, I loved it. I that movie's that bullshit. It was. Exactly I like it except for the villain. They should not have done the whole Lex Luthor land thing again. That yeah. I thought was dumb. Well, the whole thing was dumb because the the biggest thing that bothered me is that it's supposed to take place after Superman two, and he he erased Lois's memory. And then she has a kid and has no <laughs> memory of having sex with anybody. <laughs> it was Kevin Smith. If you listen to Kevin Smith talk about that movie, he's like, why doesn't she say, when did you rape me? <laughs> 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 Which is the truth. Because like you it's said, like, Mike, it erased her memory. <laughs> it's obviously Superman's kid. So she should be like, Superman Returns got so much art to it. I, I love that thing. That is, Everything about it I thought was great. That is one. Nothing really Superman. happens other than the airplane scene, though. That's, just... what, that's what I love about it. You didn't need... Whoop, I just knocked my mic. Um, <laughs> you didn't need all this... Um, Wait, how do you not need action in a Superman movie? All that you don't. You, that's why I don't like any of these new superhero movies. Wait, no, how can you... CGI and garbage. It's just, it's just all this imagery, imagery, imagery. There's no heart. There's no soul. There's no, uh, no character. Did, None wait, of wait, wait, no, just a I minute. Disagree. The Christopher Reeve version of of Superman. It's they perfect. flew around for like twenty five minutes. Awesome. And she's she's saying that. a poem. That's there's there's that you can't that. tell me that you know Superman return. Nothing happens. I loved it. That's exactly what I wanted in my Superman movie. Just, just all wanted about to sit there and do nothing. I thought it was great. It was perfect. Yeah. He read Lois. Did they really do nothing? No. What do they like? Go eat dinner or something? Or, like, Pretty much, he sits outside her window, looking in like a stalker. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, okay. Now we're on the roof and we're talking. There's no. He, ra he raped her puss. <laughs> I don't know. Why didn't you say so? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I don't think... know. I, I can see that, though. Like a different side to Superman, though. A different take on the whole thing. I don't know. Every series needs a good reboot. Right? Uh, Not back to the no, future. No, what you said was no. a good reboot. Absolutely. Oh. <laughs> a good. Uh, a good reboot. Reboot, mm -hmm. as the Canadians Boot. A boot. All right. Oh, Michelle's hating on me. Yeah. Jamie loves Ugh. CG. Yes. We know what? 
Oh. <laughs> Which I'm kind of I'm I'm having hopes for because one of my one of my favorite uh, superhero movies is Blade, uh, the original Wesley Snipes one, mm-hmm. and they're remaking it with a new actor. You know, uh, Maharsha Ali is his name, the Oscar winner. Two-time Oscar winner. Oh I wow! Say. Um, yeah, he's playing Blade, which I hope they don't mess it up. The problem is, for me, is they the original Blade and Blade Two were R-rated and they were hard R, like they were extremely violent, a ton of swearing. But now it's going to be PG-13 since Are it's you Disney. Sure? Oh, because they won't. Disney already said they're not going to make a Deadpool three because it doesn't fit in their. Because you can't make Deadpool without being R-rated. You just can't. See, I heard and, the contrary. I heard they were making it. Is that definite? No, they had talked about it, and now there's. Um, they talked to. There was an interview this past week with one of the main writers, and he said it's. He would be absolutely shocked that if it ever happened, because Disney said they wouldn't make it R-rated, and you cannot make Deadpool without it being R-rated. You just can't. You think that would because Logan did so well, Joker did so well. You think it doesn't matter? Like, they don't. They weird. covered Daryl oh, Hannah's Darryl ass Hannah's. with hair. For right. fuck's sake. Well, yeah. so, you know what, Jamie? I never asked you this question. Did, did you see Deadpool? God, did you like it? <laughs> I never saw Deadpool. Oh, oh my God. I, I actually just saw the second one just the other day. <laughs> oh, it's so fucking it. funny. It's all I, I, I like part those with movies. nine to five. Those movies literally blew me away. Yeah, I liked the second one a lot better the second time I saw it too. It's but, all f bombs and gratuitous gunshots. I, I thought for sure Jamie yeah, that's, would be all over there. That's why I'm like, man, yeah, it's it, it, too it hard. Was, it's like it was, it was, movie. it was more clever than you're giving it credit for. I think though, a lot yeah. of it. Yeah. Um, Especially the first one. Yeah. You know, it's super. Just clever. the, the surprise cameo Ryan, in the second I one. Want that? Just fucking stop making anything. I can't stand Ryan Reynolds. Oh, right. you know, I, oh, he, he was born. He was yeah. born to play Deadpool. I'll tell you that. When, when yeah. I saw him, and I, I never thought anything of that guy. And, when, and like I saw that, I, I avoided it all this time. And someone was like, "Really, you have to watch it." And I was like, "Kind of fine." I sat down in front of it, and I changed my opinion on him one hundred percent. Yeah, that's why I'm that looking movie, forward to. Uh, can't look at that guy the same way anymore. His new movie coming out soon, uh, Free Guy. Yeah. Oh, they pushed that way back now. I know, and I cannot wait for that fucking movie. It's such a great concept. I'm playing a, an NPC character in an open-world video game. I'm trying to think of more, like, older comic book. Like, when you say comic book movies, would you say, like, something like the movie From Hell, which is based off a graphic novel, or The Watchmen? Yeah, no, that's definitely. Those? And, like, V for Vendetta. Well, v for Vendetta. Oh, that one I hated. Comic book fans hate oh, like The Watchmen, one. don't they? They I do, but it, it, like I don't like Zack Snyder, but The Watchmen actually. I've read the book comic, I've read the graphic novel, and the movie, especially if you watch the director's cut, is actually really good. Oh, the extended cut there that uh, I saw yeah, the, the extended cut. It's it's actually really good. Like it's insanely violent. Like they definitely they they nailed a lot of things with that shit with that movie. But no, Jamie's right. You know some of the. Like from hell, I fucking love from hell. That's awesome. Very such an underrated Johnny Depp movie. Oh my god. Yeah, remember when Johnny Depp used to make good movies? And fucking Ian Holm <laughs> was incredible in that movie. What's up, Holmes? All right, we had, we had an Ian Holm reference. I think that's a good time to end it tonight. No, <laughs> no, no! no! Don't forget to find all your swag. This has been episode 25, Comic Books and Comic Book Movies. Thank you again to Evan Coy from the Comic Shop in New York. Check out the website. Support your local businesses in this time of COVID. Woo! 
that's pretty much it.